Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to 87.9 Fast FM. It's not 87.9, it used to be 87.9, subhanAllah. Like clockwork, I always say that. Okay, um, you're listening to Fast FM, and this is the Nakabi Diary Show with Samar. And um, we've had a bit of technical difficulties today, unfortunately. So we're having trouble um, getting our guest into the broadcast for StreamYard. I'm not sure what's happening, but um, we're really struggling at the moment just to get her mic and everything set up so we can have this discussion, which is today about marriage, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, it's the last week of, um, or the last full week of Ramadan, where it's our last show as well. And yeah, we're having some technical difficulties more than usual. SubhanAllah. Okay. So we're just trying to get her. Just waiting for our guest to join, inshallah. She's, I think she's just entering now. But yeah, we're going to be talking about marriage and especially how to get married as a Muslim in general, but um, especially as a Naqabi as well, because I think a lot of the time when sisters do wear the Naqab, one of the questions that we often get asked is, well, you know, if you wear the Naqab, how are you going to get married? Or, you know, if, like, how, how's people going to see your face or who would want to marry you because nobody can see what you look like? So that's um, a common thing that people get asked. Let's have a look. <clears throat> I'm waiting for the sister to join, inshallah. Let's see if she's connecting on Instagram. So let me just check the comments here. Salam to everybody that's listening and joined and apologies for the delay. So yes, inshallah, we're talking about the topic of marriage. So if anybody wants to give their contributions, how did you get married? Are you an Akabi sister? Do you wear the niqab? Have you ever worn it? And um, or has your decision to maybe not wear it been because you want to get married and you feel that it will be a hindrance to you getting married? That's another question. So let, let us know in the comments, inshallah. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, sister. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so sorry. I don't know. It's sound like I uh, have. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's okay. It's like these technical issues of occur all the time like when you don't expect them that's just what happens alhamdulillah but you're here now alhamdulillah um, are, you, are you joining on insta as well oh yes okay i'm just going to send the invite to you again on insta inshallah okay i think she's disappeared again Assalamualaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Subhanallah. 
Okay, she's gone again, so I'm not sure what's happening. So yeah, to those of you sisters who are listening, any Nakabis online here on on Facebook, on YouTube, Instagram, have you had an, any experiences getting married while you know being a Nakabi wearing the Nakab? And as well to sisters who don't wear it, if you've thought about wearing it before, have you thought, well, I'm, I don't want to wait, I don't want to wear it now because I'm not married yet? Has that been kind of something that's influenced your decision to not wear the Nakab? Perhaps let us know, inshallah, in the comments. It's part of our discussion today, inshallah. Okay, so in the comments we have, okay, people, mashallah, having their little private conversations. Okay, alhamdulillah. So alhamdulillah, anyways, we're still waiting for the sister's join. I don't know what's happened. She's having obviously a lot of technical issues. She joined and then she's exited again. So I'm, I'm not sure what's happening. I don't have her on Instagram or on um, the um, StreamYard feed either. So I don't know what's going on. But inshallah, we're going to talk a little bit about how people get married today, inshallah. Um, so as Muslims, basically, we can't date. Okay, so that's common knowledge, obviously. Um but marriage is something exciting for a lot of us, especially talking about it, because this is part of our, it's half of our deen. The Prophet told us that getting married is, you know, completing half of your deen. And it's not something that's easy, um, obviously, for people to do in general, because you're looking to marry somebody that you obviously want somebody that's going to be compatible with you. Inshallah. I think the sister's joining again. Assalamu alaikum, sister. I'm sorry, I'm just having difficulty. I'm not sure what's going on. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, what can we do? Um, uh, what what device are you using? Um, like my laptop was not going through, so I just had to use my phone to right. go on StreamYard because okay. just, I don't know. Phone. Okay, so you're not joining on the Instagram? Um, if you can't join on Instagram, it's okay. Can just leave it as it is and i'll just um because i've got my phone nearby i think people will be able to hear you a little bit okay then that's great because I, um my laptop i don't know what's wrong today i'm doing that yeah my laptop's crazy as well actually so we'll just see i leave it as it is inshallah okay so okay. i think um, i think inshallah people that are on instagram can hear if you can hear sister um naja who has joined us if you can hear her she's not actually in the um, Instagram um, video with us today, but she's on the stream yard, which has got next to me. So 
if you can hear her well, just let me know, inshallah. Okay, so yeah, Sister Najah, I was just basically talking about obviously how um, getting married is um, completing Abdul So in Islam, it's important as well, um, especially I think as young Muslims, because, um, you know, everybody, like we can't date in our religion. There's no kind of, you know, yeah. having girlfriend and boyfriend, these things aren't allowed. And I think sometimes when people are young, um, you know, wearing hijab um, generally um, is seen as like in the West, people say, well, it can be difficult, for example. And, you know, there's a lot of pressures, social pressures as young people. Um, you know, they yeah. want to like, you know, they want to have normal lives. They want to have fun. They want to do things that they see others doing. And um, obviously in living in the Western culture, part of that is having a girlfriend or a boyfriend, which is not allowed for us. And I think another issue as well we have in the Muslim community is that um, a lot of parents don't encourage their children to get married at a young age. Yeah. So, um, I want you, inshallah, if you could, to maybe talk about some of your ex your personal experience of getting married, inshallah, share with us a little bit. Um, because you, I think you was wearing the niqab when you got married as well. So would you like to introduce yourself for yes. us, actually, just for the listeners a little bit, inshallah? Okay, uh, Saikal, my name is Naja. Don't encourage their children to get married at a young age. Sorry. So, um, I want you to inshallah. Okay. Uh, okay. Saikal, my name is Naja, and I am a blogger. I share about my life before getting married. I went through survival mode years and how I'm able, after leaving my home and getting married, and going on a journey of healing myself. And um, and I got a daughter that's three years old, and I'm currently a student at university. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, um, can you just tell us, like, what was your process of getting married? And because um, you was wearing the niqab when you got married, so can you just tell us how that went? Because often I've asked the question just before you joined, actually, when you was having the difficulties, but um, the technical yeah. difficulties. I ask people, um, what are their um kind of opinions on getting married with the niqab like have, have have there been any sisters for example who have chosen not to wear the niqab because they want to wait till they get married first because sometimes that is something that people think that if you wear the niqab for example that you wouldn't be able to actually find a spouse because like nobody can see you basically so we obviously that's related to looks being part of yeah you know, getting married so Okay, so we okay, so me uh, personally, like when I went on my journey of practicing the religion, I just want to touch on that bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like 16 years old, and I've never been around Muslim people in generally because I live in North London, mm -hmm. and I was only exposed to non-Muslim people. So, um, so for me to even wear the hijab was like a big deal for me, and um, and also like my parents never pressured us to wear it or anything else so mm -hmm. that in itself was a big deal because even when I was going to wear the hijab like and start praying all that like I just felt like who like no one's seen my hair no one's seen the way I've like seen me like dressed in the jeans and a top so how would I even get married as well mm -hmm. but I think like um on that journey like I just um, kind of left that to Allah SWT. um I feel like when you built that connection with your creator you just actually believe that no matter like what you do, I mean, whatever you do, like part, parts of the religion, that shouldn't actually stop you from a guy liking you. 
um, and getting married. Uh, that's just how my mindset was at the time. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. and moving forward to that, like, um, I did get, like, when I started wearing a hijab, I did get, like, like, like my mom was saying, like, who's going to see your face when you're going to get married? Uh, also, I was very young, I was 17, 18, 19, 20. So during those years, that, that did used to pop up on my mind. Like, no one could see my face. So how they, like, how is the guy going to see me and marry me, basically? Because obviously, like, uh, the person would need to see your face um yeah so um for me Jenny I wasn't a sort of girl that's when I started practicing I wasn't that sort of girl that used to even uh communicate with guys on my phone and stuff like that so for me like um I knew when it was time for me to get married and stuff like I knew like Allah will, pro will provide me that husband when the time is it's when the time is written for me to get married so I just, obviously, like, I had my brother, like, he did look into other brothers, his friends and stuff like that to kind of approach me for marriage. And I would actually have, like, a meetings in my home where they could see my face. And uh, we'll conduct meetings like that. Um, yeah, so I had that kind of, um, um, even though I didn't get married through my brother's friends, I had, like, um, there's, like, Pure Matrimony website. Okay. where you can for single people who are practicing who are looking to get married and i just went on it um on that site and then three months after i got to know my husband that i'm actually not um through that and we started just communicating um the one thing i liked about my husband uh, well at the time he wasn't my husband but the one thing that made me want to go and um, go forward with it is because he didn't ask me for a picture mm -hmm. Um, as in other brothers on the platform would be like, oh, can I see a picture and stuff? And I, and I just felt so uncomfortable with that because I'm wearing Nagabi as well. So mm -hmm. I just felt like they have access to it anytime. They can just go on it and go and, and look at it and, and show it to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And that was one of my fears. Um, but yeah, so he was one of like, one of the, uh, out of all the brothers that I was communicating with, he, like he was like the only one that literally did not ask for a picture or anything like that. So I just felt like this person is someone different, and um, and I like I prayed to Sahara on it, and I felt like um, you know like I, like I would like to go ahead with it. So he contacted my brother and my dad, and we had like a meeting um, in my house and stuff like that. And he saw me, he's like without my hijab. I mean, not sorry, with my hijab on, but like with, without my niqab. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was dressed up like. Um, but I wasn't dressed up all black as well. Like I was dressed mm -hmm. up like I wore like a um, like a kaftan, like a loose kaftan and a nice hijab. Um, yeah. yeah um, cause I've, cause there's different opinions on how you should look like when the guy comes to see you. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I felt with that kind of opinion where you get to where you um, lose clothing, but looking attractive as well, not just all plain black or plain weather. Um, yeah, so I did that and I, yeah. And then we had that meeting three, four months, and then I prayed to Sahara, he did, and we wanted to go ahead right away with it. And we had a nikah done, and, um, but we didn't live together until after the wedding day. So we had a year of planning, pre prepping for the Wilima, and yeah. after the wedding day, I moved in with my husband. Um, I think that's in a nutshell, and it's hard. 
sounds beautiful and amazing wow so you only had one meeting before um, you actually... um oh no i had like oh uh, well we were communicating for like two months and then after mm -hmm. we had like three four meetings okay yeah and then we just kind of went ahead with it uh i personally wouldn't advise that but yeah um but anyways, um, well, I think like, at the time... What, what sense do you mean? Like, why wouldn't you advise okay. that? Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I guess maybe some people probably won't agree with things I'm going to share, but I just feel like um, I was only 24 years old when I got mm -hmm. to know my husband. We got married. And I just thought at the time when I used to go to talk, that is what they kind of presented in a way like when you get to know someone you basically bring the guy to the house in it's formal and you have your meetings and you just ask questions like that and then you kind of like get married kind of thing okay. i personally looking back from my own experience i can't talk for everyone else but from my own experience um i would actually prefer to marry like uh someone that my brother did know or or like my friend's brother. I don't know, so I think like someone that um, ties me to it that could actually vouch for this person's character. Mm. And um, yeah, because back then, like when I used to go to talks and stuff, all it was just about make sure he prays, make sure he's got a job and that's it. <laughs> like, um, that's all you should really ask for. Um, yeah. So I was like, so, yeah, so um, I personally would just um, marry someone I did know. And there is ways you can get to know someone in a, in a permissible way. You don't really mm -hmm. need to go behind doors and chit chat and like do all sorts like that, that what people do. There is um, like, if your family are okay with it and, and they know it, and then you're with someone, like say you've got a brother, who can come along with you where you're not like at home as a setting like say you go to a restaurant and your brother's there and the guy's there or something so it's kind of feels like comfortable for yes, both yeah. of you to be a bit open like be comfortable yes, but I yeah. Think, yeah but but i feel like if you're just coming to the house and everyone just looking at you this is like so like you can't actually bring up your personality you feel like you you, you just have to prepare to, to say the right words to kind of mm -hmm. everyone to be like, oh, he's a good person. You should go ahead with him. <laughs> um, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying, but I, I'm just thinking like from his perspective as well, because I mean, did he come yeah. alone or did he come with a friend? Oh, because yes. that must have been um, quite difficult yeah. for him as well. Yeah, because my husband is a reaver and his mom lives abroad. She lives in Japan. So, right. um, and his dad, obviously, he's kind of moved on and he's got, he personally has got, got his own family. So, so he'd come on his own and stuff like that. And obviously, like, he was very nervous. You can clearly just show that he was really nervous himself. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just feel like when you're in that setting, the person or you, um, you can't just be yourself as in, like, um, for, for your personality to shine. And back then, like, when I used to go to talks and stuff, that's what was basically thrown at in talks for you to do. So I just thought, this is the right way. Other mm. way is haram. There's nothing um, alternative than that. The guy just has to come to the house and have meetings, and that's it. You make up your mind, and you get married. But it's just, like, mm. you're thrown into the deep end. And also, I was quite young. I was only, like, 24. Uh, me being a 30 year old woman now like looking back um, I just felt um, I was doing what I was um, told to do because I've never been around Muslims and stuff it's only once I've been practicing I started going to talks in East London and, and I started meeting all these people 
other than that, like, I, I, um, yeah, so for me personally, I would actually, um, if, I, if I was to remarry, yeah, like, I personally would marry someone. I, I personally I took time out to actually understand who he is, how his background is like, uh, what's his family structure like, um, how was he raised, because these things play a part when you're living together, mm-hmm. um, and, which wasn't really spoken about back when I was single. Um, all I was just told, as long as he prays, practicing, he's got the beard, he, he, yeah, that's it. You've wow. got a great guy. Yeah. So me personally, yeah, and, and it's like, um, and you think, like, um, there's no options because that's what you've been told. Mm. But I just felt like now... Um, I just understood that it's all to do with like I feel like those speakers they kind of speak um, in a way like part of their own culture and they're trying to I feel like they're just person to bring it on like it's it's the religion but I feel like with Islam it's like there's not one way of doing things there's always options it's oh, not definitely. quite I, mean, I, I, agree with, I agree with what you're saying sister but I think um, subhanAllah just mm-hmm. listening to your story and well like yeah. it's very interesting but I, you know I would think that for me personally, like in my experience, yeah. when I've had meetings with um, any brother, you know, yeah. I would take my father with me and he's not Muslim, but um, yeah. he, would, he would be the one to ask these kind of questions. Like he would ask the person about their family, about their family background, how was they oh, raised, sure. you know, so all these kind of things, because that, that is the role that the family is supposed to play. So I'm a bit okay. confused as to like, you know, I, I, would, I would expect that, because obviously, the family usually would understand that the two people you know that are looking mm-hmm. to get married they're going to be very shy so um that's, okay, that's yeah. one of the benefits of having family there to kind of you know they're supposed to kind of have your back yeah. when it comes to this kind of thing because especially i think yeah. from the girl side i know in my experience like sometimes yeah. if sure. you go to meet somebody and you feel that you're yeah. interested in the person like you maybe you see the brother and you think oh he's mashallah Mm-hmm. You, can, you can become like dumbstruck sometimes like you don't even know what to say yeah. do you know what I mean because you're of like course. you know you're a bit nervous as well so exactly. yeah and especially like for sisters like if we, we don't mix with men on the you know it's not yeah. something we do like on a regular basis and especially this kind of thing of so you know yeah. your, your family is there to kind of play that role or a close friend so somebody who knows you very well like you know that person mm-hmm come along with you because um my meetings haven't been like in my home or anything but um as i said like when i've had meetings um with brothers i always just bring my dad with me because i know that he's good at drilling people usually anyways it hasn't always worked out like that (laughs) it hasn't always worked out like that but (laughs) alhamdulillah you know um, i think that's the blessing if you got that like for me at the time when i was getting married my parents were already divorced so they didn't (laughs) actually um leave the marriage in a good place so right. we kind of was like, like he basically kind of kept his distance away from us as well. So I really didn't really have that. I did have my brothers, but I don't think they even knew like what to even expect when it comes to a situation when your sister is getting married, because obviously that should have been on the dad. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so my brother's quite young. Like At the time I was what, 24, he was 25. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't think that much himself. So. He just yeah, did so. what he thought was best, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so, so I guess a lot, uh, some sisters probably don't have that, um, like an uncle or a dad or someone to like um, ask those questions that is needed to kind of figure out what kind of person he is, what kind of background he is, you know, because that really just plays a part. Of and, um, you know, like, um, so 
yeah so so i didn't realize this after living with him and obviously like being he's been more open about shared about his childhood his lifestyle how it was and i realized that we're completely like different in the way we were raised and mm-hmm. yeah just completely different in so much accept in different ways it's like mm-hmm. unbelievable um yeah so I feel like you definitely need to on the um, ask questions like how were the parents like was it a loving marriage um even when they, they separated how did it end how was it like um because that all does play a part um it's not spoken enough um yes. you know because some people could come with their own emotional baggage or traumas and all of this course. kind of stuff that does play a part in the way they just are as well so um yeah like all these things i've only learned this from um reading and watching a lot of i think i mean what really helped me was listening to a lot of non-muslim youtubers talk about relationships because mm-hmm. they're so open and so um what you can expect when you're in a relationship what 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 are boundaries what are things you should accept from the other partner especially with me like i've never been with um with a, with a man before like like except mm-hmm. my husband yeah. so i had to just learn all these things from from my own research as well so um and i come to find that like um um like there's a lot to it it's not just about the person it's like his things that he's brought into the marriage as well like things mm-hmm. he's experienced from his childhood that does have has an effect in the way you guys live together Yes, of course. Yeah. Definitely. No, well, Lahi, so funny. You said so many yeah. things and there's so much depth in what you've just said there. I just want to kind yeah. of, you know, I, yeah. I don't want this just to be a talk about how do we get married kind of thing, but to give yeah. some advice to those sisters who, like you said, like if you could do things again differently, I want to pick mm-hmm. out those things that you've been mentioning because I think that's really, really important. Yeah. So one of the things that you did mention, well, you've mentioned, mashallah, a lot of things, and you did pick up yeah. on basically um, the fact that your brothers were the ones that kind of helped you. But were your brothers married at the time as well? Oh, no, my brother was single. He was 25. Yeah. He was a single boy. That's yeah, he was single at the time, yeah. yeah. So, so he was just a new thing for him, subhanAllah. He really, like, it's like yeah. and so obviously he found his best as well. Like, But, you know, this yeah. is the thing, yeah. like, I feel like this is really important because yeah. um, obviously as, as your brother he did his best yeah. he played his role as much as he could but you know he yeah. obviously didn't have that kind yeah. of experience as well so it was a new thing for him too and um, yeah. I think this is mm-hmm. where uh, when it comes to situations like this it, it's beneficial like he said um, if you can have somebody yeah. else to vouch for the person somebody who knows them that's why I think it's beneficial to talk to somebody maybe another brother from the masjid or the imam that he yeah. um the masjid that yeah. he attends for example i mean i don't know if you didn't mention if yeah. he did that or not so i'm not sure about that but this is one of the things yeah. that you can do yeah and i feel like um uh one of the sheikh like I, I recently heard who he was saying one thing he was saying when it comes to marriage meetings he said um don't think about the engagement because have a six month period where you're actually getting to know one another because yeah. within the six months you are going to understand this person as much as possible because obviously everyone does know once they're married and living you're going to know more about the person but at least you had those those six months with no um formal proposal no engagement no nikah 
just really understanding this person and you as well he can he can get um understand of who you are and within six months it's like you're given enough time for both of you to be open to understand like you know and you can see things in the person you're thinking actually you know what like i don't think we're actually good for good for one another maybe mm -hmm. you looked apart maybe you do x y and z but like living wise like as my life partner like i don't really feel like we are going to be suitable in that area which which mm -hmm. will uh, play about a problem once we're living together so but i wasn't even um given those kind of advice i only learned this kind of after i was getting married and going through a lot, a lot of like marital problems and i just don't understand what was going on and yeah and i just had to learn it this way and i guess like um everyone's journey is different i guess some people may have their dads they got their mom to tell them about marriage about men um our person didn't have that i had to learn it in my own way mm -hmm. and i guess kind of like is like like i feel it's good in a way because now i've got my own daughter as well so when she's looking to get married in the future like i can able to give her all my experiences and things that i've gone through for her to learn and pick up from and whether she chooses to do it that way it's her personal choice i can't um yeah can't really course, yeah, like force it on her yeah I'm yeah let me read one of the comments here, sister. sorry okay, somebody sorry. says in your face says people forget between husband and wife is shaitan i'm not sure about that um and so yeah. couples blame each other while shaitan, shaitan laughs away and yeah this is true sometimes and you know what yeah. i think um you know, like what I like that you've mentioned is that you've had to learn a lot of things in the marriage. And I think this is a key point that you've mentioned because people think that, yeah. you, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. how much you learn about somebody before you get married. You're never going to know them until you're married Everything. to them. That's the reality. Yeah. This is this yeah. is like, for example, even when you see, you know, in yeah. the non-Muslim culture, they, um, they live together. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's their way of getting to know each other. So they don't want to get married, but they live together. So like you're trying each other out, basically. And to, like yeah. when you live with the person, then you will know the person. But yeah. you know, obviously, we can't do that as Muslims, and if it, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me, anyways. But the reality is, this is what this is something that we need to take on board. You can come from exactly the same background as somebody; they could have been raised exactly the same as you, and you still don't yeah. get along with them when you're living with each other. You still might yeah. not be compatible. So there's so many things that come into play, and like being the same as somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to really complement each other. And um, of course. You know, but you know, you, everything in life requires balance. Um, so it's, yeah. it, that's the thing, like, you know, learning is a big part of it. You have to learn how to adapt to the person and marriage is give and take. It comes from both sides. Yeah. So I think this is really, really important. It's really interesting, like, you know, like all the things that you said to follow up, just like my mind is spinning now because well, like you mentioned so uh, many things, subhanAllah. Yeah. But, um, I think that's a great point that you just made as well. Um, yeah, like also personally, I just feel like um, I, I just feel like at least I mean, like I do understand like you know with non-Muslim couples, like they know each other and then they live together, and, and sometimes it doesn't seem to work out. Mm -hmm. um, um, like, but for me personally, like I just feel like um, like at least um, if you know someone. Like mm -hmm. at least you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, but also I, I do understand that once you live with them, you're gonna like understand and see all the flaws and see who they are for the bigger picture. But I personally just feel like it's I feel like 
it's good for a woman to know who she's going to get married to as well, not just like someone who just prays and looks the part and you think, okay, mashallah, let's get married. And you're literally just thrown into the deep end. Um, Definitely. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But at, at the same time, I think there's, yeah. there's at the end of the day, it's all with Allah. There's only so much that of you course. can do. Yeah. I see it even with like divorces these days, a lot of divorces are taking place and, People, mm -hmm. people are being married to their own cousins and they're, and they're still getting divorced. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, who can you know more than your own cousin? Like, it has somebody to of get course. married to. You know what I mean, yeah. but like, it, it happens. So, um, the, I think the main the main thing with, um, you know, this isn't supposed to be a talk specifically on like advice yeah. in marriage, but I think when yeah. you are married, as I said, it's a give and take thing and you both have to be willing to make the marriage work because marriage does take work you have to be like mature yeah. enough to you know try to yeah, adapt to definitely. what each other likes so um i think like um if we talk a little bit about questions like since from your experience now that you've had and i don't know if you did have specific questions that you asked the brother before getting married um that you thought were beneficial but what questions kind of would you advise for sisters to give um I think, um, yeah, one thing I would um, say to any sister who's single or been married before, um, like one thing you shouldn't do is when you're engaging in terms of marriage with this person, like uh, don't don't tell the other person, the other brother, that uh, what you what you're expecting of a husband, because mm -hmm. um, you know, like men are good at. Once they know that they want to marry you, like mm -hmm. they would, the fact that you said, oh, I want basically a hardworking man who's basically is going to take on a role as a father and a husband and take care mm -hmm. of the, the financial household and stuff like that. So some guys are probably, are the sort of ones who would um, actually would want to go with a woman who actually, like when it comes to finance stuff, is like they're willing to, um, um, they're looking for a woman who basically who want to pay 50-50 when it comes to the bills. But yeah. once they find someone, like my own experience, that once they find someone that, that they like, and then you're sitting there telling them, okay, I want to, the guy that I'm looking to get married, he's like, like this, 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 and this. And then they would actually just pretend, like, just say like, yeah, I'm like that. Like, I'm that kind of person. Yes, so for me, yeah, so I didn't even know this. I was a single, so no one even, even I had friends who were married, like had children, even before, by the time I got married, and they got married way before me, I wasn't even given no advice from them. So I was just literally just learning as, as I was going. Um, yeah, so never uh, say what type of husband you're looking for or, uh, or, or what you're ex expecting, because men are really good at um, showing up as that and showing up, yeah, showing up that they are that, that kind of person because they want to basically marry you and they want to say the right words yes, um yes yeah, yeah, so is yeah. saying here in the comments she says um there are yeah. so many factors which come into play this is why i can't understand why some take the marriage process so lightly and um, in your faces mm -hmm. love the person you marry not marry the person you love and the mashallah i think that's a really good, like, um, yeah. good advice as well Subhanallah. And I mean, to be honest, like even with that comment, yeah. there's a hadith approach. So let me say that there isn't any um, yeah. for two who love each other except marriage. So obviously, you mm -hmm. know, instead of like, you know, like sometimes if you if you feel that you love a person, there's nothing wrong with loving a person before marriage. But 
it's oh, yeah. you know this is the thing and i think sometimes yeah. you know as practicing muslims we we kind of dismiss the idea of finding love before marriage or being in love with somebody and wanting to marry that person but it is advisable to love that person obviously the person should be a practicing muslim that's as well the condition because you cannot just dive yeah. into marriage blind and think that all oh, the love's going to carry you through if the person is not even praying five times a day and they're not you know practicing the religion properly so this is there's, there's, you know, just like Sister Anissa said, there's so many factors, but I, yeah, I want to go back like, to the whole kind thing. of um, the yeah. issue about like kind of time scale, because I think some people, like you mentioned that, you know, about six months to get to know somebody. So if you're going to take six months to get to know somebody in a marriage, um, you know, you need to be really specific and precise. Try to like ask the, the actual serious questions, because I think sometimes you know, people have this kind of, that people have like ideas about who they want to get married to, um, or they, they'll be talking to somebody for lengthy periods of time. I come across sisters often who've been talking to brothers for, for years even. And, you know, they say that, oh, there's a really good guy and this and this. And it's just like, well, how long do you need to talk to somebody before you actually decide you want to marry them? I mean, if they're, if you're both really serious, why, why take such a long time? Because it's not Islamic. I think six yeah. months is a good length of time. And, you know, going past even a year, I, I just think it's, to be honest, it it's, it's can be beyond ridiculous because, you, you, as I said, you're not going to actually really know the person until you're in the marriage with them anyway. So it, part of it is, is with Allah what's going to happen. So you, you cannot, like, stop yourself or protect, um, you know, yourself from a bad marriage, you know, the possibility of a bad marriage, any kind of thing by... You know making it wait as long as possible because you never know the person could be doing a lot of things in that year while they're talking to you or you're talking to them for two three years they could be talking to so many other people as well at the same time or who knows if the person that maybe the brother is even married to somebody else you he could easily be hiding that while he's busy talking to you and you're just kind of there discussing whether to get married or not so there's so many different kind of um things that could be happening and I think sometimes sisters aren't aware of that fact as well um in your face yeah. says, this dunya is illusion and not perfect we are only here only temporarily so having high expectations is a sour desire to have yes definitely I agree so that's another thing like we have to really put our faith and our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um uh, sister and he said may Allah protect us from those who plot in this way definitely I mean mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I feel the same. Six months is even quite long, in my opinion. There are only so many things you can learn through tech talking up to a certain point. Absolutely, I agree. And you know what? I think personally, one of the things that you mentioned that I really liked was that you did yeah. the nikah, and but the, you didn't actually move in with your um, husband until after a um, you know you done your marriage, your wedding preparations. Um, it was like a year later or something you said i i personally think yeah, after that, wedding day after wedding yeah, I, think, I think that is beneficial in the sense that obviously once you've done nikah with somebody you can have that mm -hmm. kind of relationship with them if you're not living with them like it's, it's still halal but you can you know obviously you can spend time with them by yourself you know and you can kind of get to know them a little bit more intimately without having that kind of you know your like full like full-on dedication because you're living with the person so it's like a i don't know like almost like a cushion if that makes sense like you know you'll kind of yeah. get like a little tester period because i do know of sisters yeah. who have done yeah. the nikah for example and obviously yeah. you're not living with the person so it's still not the same as living with them but at least as i said yeah. 
you know, you can learn more about the person's temperament to things like that, because you obviously you have your own private discussions maybe with them and this kind of thing. So you can go a little bit deeper with them on, in that kind of aspect. Um, obviously, as I said, it's uh, not the same as being married, but I think that is potentially good because if you do decide then, you, you've got a chance then to decide, well, actually, I don't feel comfortable with this person. You know, it's, it's about instincts as well. I think to some point you should trust your instinct because maybe what the, the, the beauty or the what attracted you to the person that you saw initially, maybe once you've done nikah with them, if you have that period that you're not living together, but you can actually spend time with them, going out with them by yourselves, this kind of thing, you can kind of see, you know, you can look out for signs and see, you know, what this person is about a little bit more. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Um, I guess everyone's experience is different. Say if you've done a nikah stage for one or two years. I know like people even done two years, you know. Um, I guess like I like when you're in that nikah stage and it's still like fresh and new, like um, it's still kind of like the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. um, even though you're not living together, you probably just meet up. Because with me personally, we were just meeting up after work. Um, who can't pick me up uh, from my house at six in the evening or seven in the evening? We'll go out to go out for a meal, and then he'll drop me home, and then that that's how it was the whole year. Um, okay. But I guess like it's just still like the like it was literally still like the honeymoon stage. So like when it comes to that stage, like everyone's obviously so like happy and like happy and jolly, and and it's like. Um, because you're not living together as well and you don't really know the person it's like they're just going to really show you like the best self and yeah. who they are mm -hmm. and and obviously like you said that like, you can't obviously call it quits um during those times um you know like but for me personally it's just like I, I guess maybe uh some people who've gone through that stage where, where they do any cast stage and before, like, um, you know, like he seems to part wherever we seem good, and they carry on living with this person, and it seemed like nothing's really changed. He's still kind of like the same person, the same person that he portrayed himself like. He's still like that. We still have issues that we're trying to work on, but he didn't come to. I mean, he didn't basically present himself in the way that he was doing. And then once you start living with a person, it's like a complete different person. Mm, I think that's one of the scariest things for sisters. And you know, this is yeah, I just want to read the quick point, a couple of points here okay. that Sister Malahat has made, and I really love what she's saying actually. She said that it's, okay. it's very personal and specific, and she said she's against generalizing everything because when it yeah. comes to marriage, definitely you cannot generalize. For some people, two days is enough, and for others, even six months isn't. Um, so okay. yeah, that, that's another thing. Like everybody is different, but my point here, I think the strongest thing I would like to say is that definitely you need to ask the right questions because there's certain questions that you can ask that will give you a kind of a good idea about the person. You need to know what the person's character is like, their personality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important, like try to figure out the compatibility and especially what you mentioned, part of that could be as well to do with how they was raised, their family upbringing. And as you said, baggage that they could be bringing into their um, uh, marriage as well because of that. Um, something mm -hmm. I heard, um, Sheikh, um, oh, I, whenever I try to mention somebody's name, well, he just goes from my mind. Shadid oh, Mohammed, okay. yeah, Shadid Mohammed. He okay. said, um, yeah. you know, sometimes when you like, you know, when you're looking for a spouse, it's important, yeah. like 
the family kind of dynamic that they've been brought up in and which placement they are in like if they're a single child for example are they the oldest child are they the youngest are they the middle child because wallahi depending on where you are in that in that kind of setup Mm -hmm. this can all affect how your mentality is how you kind of interact with people you know how, what you expect in a partner what you're kind of looking yeah. for what do you feel that you was missing as a child that you want from your spouse all these mm-hmm. things kind of come into play so it does it, sometimes it could it, maybe it's not advisable basically for somebody who was an oldest child to marry somebody else who is also an oldest child because you could be that you're both two people that you like to be in control you like to be in charge of things you know and then maybe you could have some clashing in these kind of um because of that for example do you know what i mean so there's different different things course, yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry there's a lot of comments that's coming flooding in here okay. now okay, Sister okay. Rasha says the most scary thing about getting married to someone is the lying period before the marriage and suddenly after you discover everything and you have to deal with it subhanallah this is so true sister Oh my God, thank you for mentioning that. It's definitely true. And that's why the sister she mentioned in the beginning, that's why it's good to marry somebody who at least maybe a family member knows this person. Or or somebody somebody that's close to you knows of that person. Um, She said, how do do you know that the person is pretending? The thing is, sometimes, you know, I I would say like, you really, you really don't yeah. sometimes. Well, like, like you know, I, I'm a divorcee myself, so I can definitely attest to that. Like, yeah. so like one of the things that I liked about, for example, my ex-husband, yeah, I, I loved the fact he was always talking about his family and talking about how much he yeah. loves his family and subhanallah. And okay. then when we when we did get married, then subhanallah, when I saw how he was treating his family, I was literally shocked. I was just like, subhanallah, this Hello. is the family, like how are you treating them? So like you see yeah. these kind of things um, and you, you don't know until you're in it. And you know, there's th- th- that time there's not really anything that you can do, subhanallah. Um, yeah, subhanallah, like, yeah, like that's just, um, I mean, you just made a great point there, so. <laughs> Okay, green, green, greenery has said nikah for two years plus another bidder is being created. No, I don't. I wouldn't call it a bidder actually, because if you look at the sunnah, there's lots of examples of people getting married or having their nikah but not living with each other. You know. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Away. If you look at the sunnah, yeah, there's there is, examples there is a of that. Because a lot of people would get married; they wasn't even in the same country. So there's different reasons why you would. Um, you know, perhaps not live with the person immediately. And there can be very valid reasons for that as well. So I wouldn't agree that it's a bit, definitely not. Green Greenery also says, this is very messy. I know people lived in Haram relationship for six plus years, even 10 years, and then got married and didn't last year. Absolutely, 100% agree. I see this yeah. all the time. Yeah. Celebrities do that yeah. as well. This is like staple. They'll be living together 15 years, got 10 children. Yeah. You've been yeah. doing the husband, you've been doing the role of husband, or she's been doing the role of wife, and then they get married. Yeah. And then it's um oh divorce after like six months or something. And subhanallah, for me personally, I yeah. when I see these things, I even ask myself, why are they even getting married? What is even the point now? What is going to change? You've done all yeah. those roles of um no, okay. One cognito says, How about polygamy? No, we're not we're not entering that discussion today, subhanallah. It's a big I topic. I can't speak, I can't speak marriage, marriage that. Yeah, I can't speak that. Yeah, subhanAllah. I mean, obviously, it's a big topic. I just want to quickly say a few yeah. last closing points because we're coming to the end. And subhanAllah, sister, okay. you, 
I'm, I'm sad that we had the te technical difficulties in the beginning because Wallahi, you said so many things which I really feel have benefited the listeners, inshallah. Obviously, just sharing your own personal experience and, you know, just the things that you highlighted. So I just want to share some questions that I think is beneficial when you are talking to a future or potential spouse. And don't take just this these few questions because there's a lot more. Um, okay. look at, I would advise you look at um, um, the lectures of um, um, Sheikh um, Shadid Mohammed. He's really, really good. I haven't listened to all of his talks, but he has a whole series on marriage itself. So really just look at that because Wallahi, he's very practical and, you know, he goes into, you know, depth, like real depth about these things. Because as I said, marriage is not something that even you can ask the hundred million questions and still when you're married it's going to be something completely different so subhanallah yeah okay, i guess so, everyone got their journey yeah, yeah subhanallah it's true it's true it is a journey it is a journey and it's a test that allah says yeah. in the quran yeah. that your family, your family is fitna for you they're a trial for you so we can't yeah. expect that you know we're going to get married and everything's going to be fine and dandy subhanallah yeah so um my uh, questions that I would ask the person or some questions that I personally from just from talking to the sister today that I think is really, really important. Um, mm -hmm. to ask the person about their family background. How were they raised? Yeah. What are their fondest childhood memories? Yeah. And what is um, uh, what childhood memories do they have which they feel has impacted their life in a really serious way? Um, what are the childhood memories that, you know, that they don't like, for example? Mm -hmm. Well, um, the sister, okay, she's a, a sister here, Miriam, is asking, what about reverts? Well, yeah, I'm a revert, and sister is married to a revert as well. So this is what we've been discussing. It's, it's all, it all goes the same, to be honest. It's not like reverts have a different rule. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. It was, it's all the same, basically. Um, a person is a person. It doesn't matter whether the person is a revert or they've been Muslim their whole lives, practicing brothers. I know some sisters have married to practicing brothers, upon that, and they've had the worst of marriages. And that they yeah. had the worst personalities. And, yeah. you know, this is not to say that practicing brothers are bad necessarily, but you, you don't know. Like sometimes people have these experiences. And because yeah. the person is practicing yeah. as well, it makes it makes Islam look bad. This is what is that's what is sad about it. If somebody's a Muslim, but just a kind of maybe not much practicing Muslim and they happen to not be a very good spouse, you could say, well, oh, they weren't practicing. But when the person is practicing and they're first line in the masjid praying and you know mm. always you don't i mean when and then they, they go home yeah. and they don't treat their their wife you know on their family good then yeah this makes islam look bad that's the reality and it's really sad yeah. that that actually happens subhanallah so another question that i would ask and definitely childhood questions are really good okay so try to ask as much questions about the person's childhood as possible no, i just add a point as well just one point yes, um, um one thing i was um one thing I would add, which is so essential as well, because obviously, like, the husband is the one, like, basically, is the one going to be the one providing for the home. Absolutely. And look at, um, um, so, obviously, he's given out her status for a reason. So, mm -hmm. I personally would look at, not what he's not what he tells you, but how was his dad like in the home? Was he the one providing? How mm -hmm. was his uncle his brothers his yeah. cousin i mean mainly the elderly like uncles and um the dad you know what kind of how were they basically providing for their wives because mm -hmm. if he's around brought up and 
his that's his, his environment where his uncles and his and his dad are the one providing going out the way for the family when you actually get married to that person it's like it's something normal to him it's not something mm -hmm. he feels like oh this feels like a burden or or like it feels like something completely new and he feels like this is too much for me and just like it literally does affect the marriage in itself so mm -hmm. that is one thing no one like when i was single like no one actually um like spoke to me about uh what what kind of questions like these like that you even mentioned as well um no one actually um spoke to me even the questions online about your potential spouse there was nothing along the line, um about family so, yes. um, and so I was just so, like, so, so important, it's so important, yeah. And we did yeah. even touch on the element of living with the person's family because in some cultures it's expected yeah. that when they do get married, the wife is going to move in and live with the yeah. brother's family, in and that's another, yeah. that can be that's another kettle of fish, like altogether. Subhanallah, it's another thing that can cause a lot of problems because yeah. sometimes families can be the reason why the marriage even breaks down, yeah. Subhanallah. Of course. I just want to quickly read a couple more comments. Um, green, green, and yeah. recently just make sincere dua and go as you live with understanding and in giving and forgive. Bigger is jihad and nafs as it does really affect what you see outside, especially Western countries. Very ch ch challenging, I think they're trying to say that. Um, okay. says, yes, agree. Prophet Muhammad said, who came for marriage and have the religion and manners um not just one of them it must have both yes you have to have both definitely the the man the, the dean is is manners like subhanallah so this is really important mm -hmm. oh, my sister we've come up to the hour now so we have to end the session but do you, if you want to carry on chatting with me we can carry on instagram inshallah okay yeah th yeah that's fine inshallah because right, i think we've got there's another show that's supposed to be starting now inshallah so anybody who is on instagram um you can follow the nakabi diaries or um, join us here and we carry on the discussion inshallah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum